Ah, and we are live! Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to takesbyfans.com slash watch. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, IR radio so however you want to watch or listen we've got you covered multiple ways all righty folks geez louise well happy holidays you know kind of ending uh you know we took uh two days off here and i miss y'all i miss talking to y'all every single day out here uh breaking down the games and all that i miss doing it so i'm so glad we're back and we had to start at a half hour earlier today just because i missed y'all so gosh dang much so today Pre-game show, NFL, man oh man, COVID has been going crazy uh, the last couple of weeks, but definitely this week has been ramping up. So we haven't been able to get to our official week 16 picks because, uh, you know, all the COVID really. So we are going to make our official picks for today's game. Uh, we I don't know how many we're going to do. We do normally like six, three locks, three 99% guarantees. But with all the COVID, we're just going to kind of not push it. And we're going to see what feels right game day, hour, hour and a half out. What is feeling like the great value now that we truly know who's going to kind of play today, who's getting held back because they didn't test negative for COVID and all that. So we're going to go through all the matchups, talk them all through, see where that great value is, and see if we can make a little bit of money today because we got absolutely killed yesterday. Man, oh man, we took uh, the Bucks minus seven and a half early Christmas morning. And uh, what, what, what was that? The Celtics were competitive? What? 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 Uh, the Bucks end up winning in Giannis. Holy moly. What a performance late in that game to win that game and close it out. But man, oh man, a close game. We don't hit that one. And then, you know, we kind of doubled down and, you know, kind of chased our bet a little bit because, you know, what, what are we going to do? Stop betting after the, 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 the noon NBA game? What are you, nuts? Come on. There was sports on all day. So then we went to Warriors- no, we went to one second here. Uh, it was uh, Suns minus six. Suns minus six. And then they lose to the Warriors with only Steph Curry. And Steph Curry did his thing. No Jordan Poole, no Andrew Wiggins, all like that. It was just Steph Curry versus the Suns, the entirety of the Suns. And the Suns can't even win that game. So, And then we almost, we, we cut our losses after that one. We didn't want to chase the chase, unfortunately, because we were about to tell you to take the Jazz minus 12 and a half. That kept rising to like 13 and a half by the time was closing, I think. It may have all all the way it went up to maybe 14 uh, by the uh, by the close of the line here. But the Jazz only went by four against the Mavericks. So I'm glad I didn't take this. And I'm glad I didn't put that out for you guys yesterday either. So today we truly got to get right. So we're not forcing anything. We're going to let the picks come to us. We're going to let the value on uh, reveal themselves to us. And we're going to get it done today, folks. We are going to get it done today. So... Let's start the show a little bit here. Um, we'll also play around with the uh, playoff predictor while we're talking through the NFL matchups and all that. But let's get the NBA out of the way. Still got to talk about the NBA here. So let's put 10 minutes on the clock here. Um, and then we will break down the NFL games from last night as well. 
but here we go. Let's get 10 minutes on the clock here. Here we go. 10 minutes on the clock. Next 10 minutes of uninterrupted basketball talk of what we just saw on Christmas Day in the NBA. So here we go. 10 minutes on the clock and the 10 minutes start right now. Alrighty. NBA. Christmas Day. I mean, what what better is there? I guess there was better because there was NFL on last night, but man oh man. NBA Christmas Day games all throughout. Single game on with your attention and you know, you can roll your bet if you hit the Knicks game and you could have rolled that into the Bucks game into the Warriors game and all that unfortunately we lost at uh, the second game, so unfortunate there. But here we go. First game up here, Hawks at the Knicks, and the Knicks get it done, winning 101-87. to And man, oh man, Kemba Walker is playing angry, folks, angry. He's like, y'all want to not even play me? And now y'all are resorted to play me? And look what I'm doing. I'm winning Christmas Day games at MSG for y'all, for y'all. Kemba Walker in 40 minutes, triple-double Christmas Day? Sheesh, you didn't have to flex like that, Kemba. But damn, Kemba Walker, 10 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. He wasn't efficient shooting, so, you know, we still don't really love Kemba Walker as kind of the main guard. He'd be great as, like, a second option. Uh, of guards he'd be great coming off the bench I just don't think he's he's the guy to win you playoff series he could win you good games here and there we just saw it last night that's the magic of Kemba even in college uh the tournament the big shot I mean it's Kemba he can get you that a couple of few games a year some decently high big games but overall in a seven game series throughout the entire playoffs Kemba's not the guy and that's not a knock on Kemba you know he He's got a, I mean, I'd rather be good at one thing than not good at anything. So, you know, give credit. We're still giving credit to Kemba here, folks. We're not. 100% knocking him, um, but uh, he showed out, and you know, that's all you can do, when people disrespect you, you know, you step up and show out and shut them up, and that's what Kemba's been doing over here the last two, three games, so big shout out to Kemba last night on Christmas Day, big time game, Evan Fournier, 15 points, 3 assists, 5 rebounds, he shot 50% from the field, definitely would, we need Evan Fournier to kind of beef it up a little bit, beef up the scoring, I, he really needs to be in 20 plus point category every single night, for this next team they need him to be the main score Julius Randle, 25 points, 12 rebounds, real solid night. He was a plus 21 on the floor. Very well done. And then R.J. Barrett, definitely need him to be better as well. Uh, nine points on one of eight from the three. Sheesh, man, oh, man, got to get better. But they did get some great bench contribution out here. Uh, Quentin Grimes, 15 big old points, two steals, two assists, two rebounds. I'll take all that. And then Obi Toppin, solid as heck as well. 13 points, four rebounds in only 13 minutes on 62% shooting. Absolutely, we will take that. So the Knicks get the big old win here. And then the Hawks just still no Trey Young unfortunate out here Bogdanovich only eight points two of eight from the three that's not gonna get it done Cam Reddish 10 points on one of eight from the three that's not gonna get it done Clint Capella six points on seven shots what what get that man more involved in the offense if you don't have you know Trey Young out there let it let the man work down low they didn't even let the man work down low I mean it's Clint Capella versus Mitchell Robinson is kind of Julius Randle I mean come on Clint Capella like can you enforce impose your will down there please so really nothing the leading scorers on the team last night for the Hawks were DeLon Wright 20 points solid there I'll give him credit for that and then John Collins 20 points and eight rebounds but you know 38 percent from the field not the greatest so uh, overall the Hawks still coming up short here they need Trey Young back and uh, the Knicks get the win here 101 to 87
All right, next game up here, and I did not think this would be a close game at all. I thought this was just going to be a blowout from start to finish. That's why we love the Bucks minus seven, minus seven and a half, whatever you locked it in at. But uh, man, oh man, Giannis took it down to the wire. But then when the wire came, he's like, well, I got to flex a little bit. I mean, I'm the Greek freak. I got to get it done. And that's exactly what Giannis did at the end of the game. Two uh, big block, the dunk, all that. Very well done. Giannis, 36 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. Sheesh. Man, oh man, he's fantastic. We had DeMarcus Cousins uh, playing the starting five here, which I didn't really love. I don't understand why Bobby Portis got knocked down to the bench. That didn't really make any sense to me, and that's probably why the Bucks didn't get out to that good start. So let's not start DeMarcus Cousins, and that's no disrespect to DeMarcus Cousins. He's had a great year, uh, or a great uh, career, I should say. But, um, I mean, he's, uh, he's not a starter, folks. I mean, come on. Uh, so DeMarcus Cousins, you know, nine points, eight rebounds. He only played 17 minutes. Bobby Portis still played more minutes, but it's about getting off to that good start. I want all my good players in my starting lineup. I don't want to start with a big that we're only going to play 10, 11 minutes, and then that's it. I got to get out to the hot start, get the momentum, get the rhythm with my guys, my core guys. And, you know, a lot of NBA teams don't do that, and I don't like it. <laughs> you know, early on in the season, they're starting, you know, bigs that aren't going to play. And I get it. You know, it's a full 82-game season. You know, it's a long season. I get all of that. I just don't like it, folks. I don't know what you want from me. But here we go. And then Grayson Allen letting us down as well. Uh, two points on 0-3 from the three, 0-4 from the field. Only scoring his two points at the free throw line. Come on, Grayson Allen. Get it done. We've been praising you the early part of the season. But as the season progressed, Grayson Allen's production has slowly been declining. And that's starting to worry us uh, a little bit here for this Bucks team. Drew Holiday, 17 points, 4 steals, 3 assists, 5 rebounds, solid night by Drew Holiday, can really always count on him, and then Chris Middleton, classic Chris Middleton game, 17 points, 38% shooting from the field, 4 of 9 from the 3, just kind of solid all over the place, not kind of that big A1 tier 1 talent that we truly need Chris Middleton to be. But overall, solid production. And then uh, Bobby Portis off the bench obviously gets it done because Bobby Portis is very, very fantastic. 16 points, 10 rebounds. Fantastic for that. And uh, like we said, Giannis getting it done in the clutch down low. in the, uh, down, down late, down low in the stretch. All right, and then the Celtics, man, oh, man, Jalen Brown, 25 points, two steals, three assists, four rebounds, solid night. He was getting it done early on in the game. That's why the Celtics were, you know, you know, basically winning throughout the entire game. I was I was kind of blown away by how the Celtics were playing, and that's the good thing. You know, we want this Celtics team to be good. I like talking the Celtics. I just don't think this is the team this year, but they were competitive last night, so you got to give them credit. Jason Tatum, 25 points, nine. Nine rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks, all that. Fantastic. Robert Williams playing the five here. 11 points, 14 rebounds. We'll take that, absolutely. And then uh, we had Marcus Smart at the one. 19 points, seven assists. Very well done. And they only played three players off their bench because, you know, all that COVID and stuff. That's why, once again, we love the Bucks minus seven and a half. And uh, they got great bench production from Peyton Pritchard. Yes, yes, 16 points, five assists, five rebounds. Thank goodness we've been begging. We've been clapping. 
clamoring for the Celtics to use some of their kind of young guns and start developing them, developing them a little bit more. And Peyton Pritchard is one. Peyton Pritchard, Aaron Nesmith, and Peyton Pritchard gets it done last night, 16 points. And another huge reason why the Celtics were competitive throughout the entire game came down uh, to the wire, and Giannis put an end to it at home. So Bucks get the win, 117-113. Alrighty, then we get the Warriors at the Suns. And man, oh man, Steph Curry went absolutely manic in this game, folks. The Warriors win on the road 116-107 over the Suns, who basically had everybody. No Jordan Poole, no Andrew Wiggins, and they still get the win. It was just Steph and really Draymond Green out there, and uh, they got it done. Steph Curry, 33 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. He shot 5 of 16 from the 3. Gary Payton filling in for... Jordan Poole at the two, 14.8 rebounds. That's real solid. And then Otto Porter Jr. filling in for Andrew Wiggins at the three, 19.6 rebounds. Uh, that's exactly what Andrew Wiggins does on a nightly basis. So Otto Porter Jr., big time credit to him from uh, for last night's performance. And then Draymond Green doing Draymond Green things, folks. Eight points, three steals, three blocks, ten assists, six, uh, eight rebounds. I mean, fantastic game by Draymond Green, which we all know he does. Give that man more credit. He is truly undervalued here for this Warriors team. And then off the bench, Namaja Jelica, 10 points, 2 assists, 2 rebounds. We'll give him credit. And then Jonathan Kuminga, 12 big old points off the bench. So the Warriors got it done. I can't believe it. And then for the Suns, man, oh, man, Devin Booker only 13 points. He shot 26% on uh, 19 shots. I mean, come on. That's not Christmas Day material right there. Chris Paul led the team in scoring 21 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. He had a really well night last night. DeAndre Ayton, 18 points, 7 rebounds. Jay Crowder, 8 points on 2 of 8 from the 3. So he was a little off last night and then McCall Bridges 17 points and then having Cameron Johnson 11 points off the bench JaVale McGee 8 points 7 rebounds off the bench Cameron Payne 7 points 2 assists 2 rebounds off the bench just unfortunately come up a little bit uh, short here and man oh man Steph Curry he's the dude folks I mean I can't believe they won last night and that deserves so much credit um, are the Warriors now the number one seed in the Western Conference with that win last night? They are the number one seed now. Man, oh man, Warriors one, Suns two in the Western Conference, Jazz three. That is an elite top three in the NBA, folks. It's really just those three teams at the top, and then everybody else is just kind of like second tier. That's our 10 minutes, but we still got to wrap it up here, so let's keep going here. Uh, so, yeah, Warriors, Suns, Jazz, folks. I mean, those are the three teams, and one of those three teams will most likely win the championship. They're the deepest, most consistent teams in the league. There's really no no real great, deep, consistent teams in the Eastern Conference. Brooklyn, I mean, they've got Kevin Durant and James Harden, so they'll always kind of be upper echelon in the league, but, you know, with the COVID, and they don't really have that much depth with them. Uh, the Bulls, you know, they're a little hit and miss a little bit. They've got, you know, the big four, obviously, that we love. Uh, we just need to see them start to, be, start to beat some of the better tier teams in the league and then with the Bucks, uh, you know not having Brooke Lopez and they've you know been all in and out with injuries and COVID and all that they're starting to get right more consistently which is great but man oh man the top three teams in the Western Conference are truly top tier in the league 
So the Warriors get the win, 116-107. Then we get the Nets at the Lakers. Nets get it done, 122-115. LeBron with just Russell Westbrook can't get it done. And once again, no Anthony Davis. We will not bet the Lakers, folks. And they were like minus two, minus one and a half. It's like, no, 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 no Anthony Davis. We're not swallowing any points. You better be giving me at least like 18 points um, if you want me to bet the Lakers because that's like Anthony Davis's production right there, 18 points. Let me get that. So LeBron James, 39 points, 7 assists, 9 rebounds. I mean, Christmas Day King, folks. He was a plus 9 on the floor in a 7-point loss, folks. Everybody else uh, minus in the starting lineup. Trash. Uh, Taylor Horn Tucker, 14 points, minus 15. Dwight Howard playing the starting 5 for only 6 minutes. That's what we're talking about, folks. That's what we hate. 2 points, minus 10 on the floor. Wayne Ellington, 3 points, minus 20 on the floor. Russell Westbrook, 13 points. He had a triple-double. 13 points, 11 assists, 12 rebounds, but a minus 23 on the floor. Man, oh man, he shot 20% on 20 shots. Yikes. <laughs> Big yikes. Off the bench, they got Malik Monk, 20 points, 3 assists, 4 rebounds, a plus 9 off the bench. This is what we want, folks. We need Malik Monk. Get Malik Monk in the starting lineup, first of all, and then we can go from there. And then uh, also, Carmelo Anthony did his thing, 17 points, 11 rebounds. Unfortunately, come up small here. No Kevin Durant, so it was just James Harden and Patty Mills. James Harden, 36 points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds, another triple-double last night. Christmas Day, triple-doubles going out to everybody. And then Patty Mills, Madam Max, oh, man, we love Patty Mills so much over here, folks. 34 points, 7 assists, and we've been saying this ever since Patty Mills has been in the starting lineup here for the Nets that, you know, Patty Mills will take this team as far as it will go. If this team is meant to win the championship, Patty Mills will bring them a championship. So the big three, Patty Mills, James Harden, Kevin Durant, they don't need Kyrie Irving anymore. Um, so those two basically got it done. We had Nicholas Claxton playing the five, 9.6 rebounds. DeAndre Bembry, 15 points. And Bruce Brown, 16 points, 4 assists, 6 rebounds. Uh, the starting lineup really was fantastic last night. No real great help from the bench. Like we know, the Nets aren't that deep. But the Nets get the win, 122-115. And then the last game of the night, Mavs at the Jazz. Jazz get the win, 120-116. But, man, man, this should have been a little bit more of a blowout here, especially with no Luka Doncic. I mean, all these Christmas Day games, games last night were close as heck even though they shouldn't have been close as heck so if you were taking points last night eh, you won you you won folks just if you took the points last night you won besides the Hawks Knicks game that's the only game that did not win if you took the points but every other game if you took the points that was the best bet um Especially, like I said, I mean, this line was just climbing all day long, folks. I think it started at like, uh, you know, at like 10 o'clock in the morning. It was like Jazz minus 12 and a half. And then I want to say it went all the way out. Let me see if I can bring up these closing odds because I just cannot believe how how it just kept climbing and climbing. And I was this close of making it climb even more because I was like, yeah, give me the Jazz minus 12 and a half, minus 13, minus 14. They'll get it done. No Luka Doncic for the Mavericks. There's no way this game will be close. But as we say, they only win by four. So the official closing odds here on the Mavericks Jazz game was I can't find it because because I don't know why Score Mobile's not bringing it up. So I apologize, but I want to say it closed at like 13 and a half, 14. It was crazy. But either way, back to the game. Jazz get the win 120 to 116 for the Jazz. Mike Connolly, 22 points, five assists. Donovan Mitchell, 33 points. Man, oh man. Uh, we had Rudy Gobert down low, 10 points, 11 rebounds. Nothing great, but he got it done. And then Bohan Bogdanovich, 25 points. Yes, yes, yes. The Bogdanovich we love to see was out there last night. And then Jordan Clarkson, 12 points on 13 shots, eight rebounds as well. 
Hassan Whiteside only playing 14 minutes. Wish we got a little bit more of him last night. But he had 9 points and 7 rebounds in 14 minutes. We will definitely take that. Joe Ingles a little off last night. Uh, 1 of 6 from the field for only 2 points. Uh, so they get the win. And then for the Mavericks, uh, Perzingis steps up. 27 points, 9 rebounds. We had Jalen Brunson at the 1 filling in for Luka Doncic. 27 points, 6 assists. Frank Nicotelina. Uh, 17 points, very well done. And uh, what else do we have? Brandon Knight, 10 points off the bench here. Unfortunately, just come up four points short. Jazz get the win, 122-116. Alrighty, that was all the NBA from last night. Uh, we are going to not talk about the NBA betting tonight because we are today, tonight, uh, throughout today, uh, because we're just going to be focusing in on the NFL for the last hour and eight minutes out here, folks. Got to find the value and all that um, and talk about all the ins and outs of COVID and not COVID and all that. We'll talk all that through. But let's quickly break down the two football games from last night. Uh, you know, Christmas Day football, folks. What better is there? I don't think there is anything in the entire universe, in the entire galaxy, that is better than football on Christmas Day. And it was absolutely fantastic. So first game up, Browns at the Packers, folks. And the Packers get the win, 24-22. to But man, oh man, this is why we are a little... I don't want to say we're... <sighs> I guess we'll say it like this. This Packers team, they don't win convincingly, folks. They don't blow anybody out. Let's see if we can get up uh, these stats quickly for the Packers on just their overall scores through the season because they are just not blowing teams out. And when we saw the line of Packers minus 7.5, we stayed away from it because we did not like that half a point hook at all because they really just win by like one possession and if they win by two possessions, it's like touchdown field goal. It's not like 14 points, two touchdowns, anything like that. So this Packers team, they win games, which is great. They win games. That's that's what you got to do. You play to win the game. It doesn't matter if you blow them out. You win closely. You play to win the game. So winning the game is definitely, you know, first and foremost. And this Packers team, they win games. And they are consistent as heck. They're 12-3 and three at the point at this moment, folks, winning games. and that, So that's great. But we want just like one signature blowout win, one big win, maybe a big win, a close win, a close win, another big win, and then close win, medium win, maybe a loss, and then back to, you know, a close win, a blowout win, something like that. But we've not gotten that by this Packers team. So, you know, you know, swallowing more than one possession betting on this Packers team. Stay away from that for the rest of the year, folks. You should have been staying away from that for like the last like six weeks. You know, we, this is why we really have not been betting the Packers. I don't think we bet the Packers. I want to say I don't think we bet the Packers like at all this season. Maybe once, twice, max three times. But that's why we don't because we're like, no, 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 they win games close. So here we go. We're just going to rattle off uh, the scores of their games here. Week one was off. You know, Aaron Rodgers throws two picks. They get blown out 38-3. Uh, next game, they do the blowing out, but it was against the Lions 35-17. to uh, Then we get 30-28, to you know, two-point win. 27-17, two-possession win, touchdown field goal. 25-22, three-point overtime win against the Bengals. They really shouldn't have won that game. Uh, against the Bears, 24-14, two-possession, but touchdown field goal. It's decently convincing. You know, we're 
we're not uh, like I'm not knocking the Packers for winning these close games, but I'm just saying they win closely all the time. Uh, they don't, you know, come out from quarter one to quarter four blowing it out, touchdown, 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 defense, 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 and they win fifty to ten. They don't, they don't do that, folks. Let's keep it up here, twenty-four to ten against Washington. Now that's a nice win right there. We love it. Uh, but then they're right back, close wins, twenty-four to twenty-one against the Cardinals. They shouldn't have won that game either, really. Uh, you know, um, AJ Green dropping the ball in the end zone, perfect throw by Kyler Murray, unfortunate. Uh, they lose against the Chiefs, 13-7. to That was Jordan Love's game. Uh, then they beat the Seahawks 17-0. That was very big convincing. That, that If we're looking for like a big signature win right there, that's the game. That's the game, shutting out the Seahawks. But once again, they only put up 17 points. It's like, yeah, defense was great. Offense got it done, 17 points. You know, it's three possessions. We'll give them that. But it's not big. It's not it's not like eye eye popping like whoa whoa wow guy you know what I mean eye popping out of your head it's not that but it's still good folks we're not knocking the Packers please do not take that away as our overall message folks we are just talking it through next matchup against the Vikings they lose 34 to 31 and losing against the Vikings folks we should not be talking about the Packers for the rest of the year but they're still very very good uh, now, against the Rams, they went 36-28, one possession game. Against the Bears, they put up 45 points, but then they also gave up 30. It's like, yeah, the defense has been great. You know, 15-point win, still good, but still you gave up 30 points a little bit. Still competitive all the way throughout. And we know that Bears game, that was, you know, that second score, second quarter scoring frenzy. Against the Ravens, they win by one point, 31-30. And then just last night, they beat the Browns 24-22. Wild, wild, wild. Baker, May Baker Mayfield is throwing four, four interceptions, and you still only win by two points. Aaron Rodgers, did you not learn from last season when Tom Brady threw three picks in an NFC championship game that you must make them pay on turnovers and get it done, or they can come back and still win the game. Browns lost by two while throwing four interceptions. Aaron Rodgers threw zero interceptions. This is a little alarming, folks. This is why we brought up the scores because now it's a little alarming that we're going to see the same Packers that we have for the last three years getting to the NFC Championship game, losing. Getting to the NFC Championship game, losing. Getting home field in the NFC Championship game, still losing. Aaron Rodgers, greatest quarterback of all time. And folks, man, oh man, it is so hard not to call Aaron Rodgers the greatest of all time. It is truly hard, folks, because when you watch this man play, wow, folks, just wow. No other quarterback it makes me go, wow, like Aaron Rodgers does, folks, because he just puts it on the money every single time, and it's beautiful. It's be it's art, folks. It's it's art. That's what it is. It's art. It's pure perfection when he slings that ball. But he doesn't have the rings, and he doesn't have the Super Bowl appearances, and he doesn't have those big time clutch wins. He against like upper echelon, you know, playoff NFC Championship games. He is lacking that. Yes, he's got uh, hail marys for the win. Congratulations. I, I think I saw a stat yesterday. Um, Aaron Rodgers has, uh, I believe it's three, three Hail Mary victories. 
and only three pick sixes. So he has the same amount of pick sixes as Hail Mary game-winning walk-off touchdown passes. That's uh, a little insane, I would say, uh, on both fronts for three Hail Mary passes and also only three pick sixes in his entire career. So either way you slice it, it's a great-ass stat. But once again... Yes, great-ass stat, great-ass passing, but does not win when he needs to. A little alarming, folks. A little alarming, tad alarming. All right, so uh, Baker Mayfield throwing four interceptions. Now we have to have the uncomfortable discussion about Baker Mayfield because now it doesn't seem like this Browns team is going to get into the playoffs with this loss here, and that's truly unfortunate. We had big expectations on this Browns team this year with Kevin Stefanski truly getting it done last year, and we just thought the offense would keep on getting better, but we see at 7-8, and eight, Baker Mayfield not being clutch still, still. We were hoping the clutchability got kind of better as this season progressed because it was still trash last year. And that's really the only thing Baker Mayfield needed to work on was the clutchability, especially with Kevin Stefanski scheming the offense perfectly to Baker Mayfield while having two great running backs. But then the injury bug, still Baker Mayfield's a little banged up. And then the whole OBJ saga here. It was just an overall not a great year for this Browns team, especially with Baker Mayfield kind of being injured like right from the get-go, not in the th his throwing um, his throwing muscles and uh, limbs and all that, but on the other side, the other shoulder and all that. So... Baker Mayfield a little banged up here, but I mean, you still got to get it done, and Baker Mayfield does not get it done. So I say, folks, I would say you got to move off of Baker Mayfield. Contract year, Kevin Stefanski, I'm still giving him the credit, folks. I still think I give Kevin Stefanski the credit here, but you can't throw four interceptions in a game and expect to win unless you're Tom Brady. Once again, Tom Brady is the exception to every single literal figurative uh, wild rule out there Tom Brady is always the exception and we know Baker Mayfield is absolutely nowhere near nowhere near in the same stratosphere galaxy whatever um, with Tom Brady we obviously all know that so I am going to be officially endorsing pushing a little bit that Baker Mayfield is not a Brown next season. Now, can he still kind of win us back? There's still two games to be played. Anything can happen. So we're obviously not going to write him off of 100%, but we're close, like 80% writing off Baker Mayfield, folks. So not great for Baker. Uh, maybe has to become a little bit of an actor. The Baker at home commercials are pretty good. They're entertaining. I got to give him the credit. The writers, he does it. He delivers it perfectly. The man's got it, folks. The man has some comedic timing to him, so we give him a little credit for that. All right, um, so Browns get it done, or, you know, yeah, get it done. The first drive, touchdown, they go up 7 nothing, and then the Packers punt, and then Baker Mayfield has the chance to take a two-possession lead. Christmas Day, on the road, a must-win game for playoffs against this Packers team. You have a chance to go up two scores, and what does he do? Throws an interception. That gets Aaron Rodgers right back in it, ties the game at 7-7. 
or Baker, uh, the Cleveland Browns, they missed the extra point. So they're officially down 7-6. And then Baker Mayfield, a chance to answer, a chance to retake the lead. They're driving the ball. They got the ball at the Green Bay's 24-yard line, guaranteed some points, starting 19, and the ball just gets away from him, and it's high, and it sails on him, and that's an interception. Once again, giving the momentum right to the Packers. They score another touchdown. Now, this was great by Baker Mayfield. They go down. They score a touchdown. Everything was great. And this was this was the drive, folks, to kind of retie the game. Um, did they get the two-point? Or, yeah, they missed the extra point again. So they're still, you know, relatively close. It should be tied, but, you know, extra point misses, unfortunately. But this is the drive to tie the game, which, once again, why we don't want to sell Baker Mayfield 80%, but we've got to see the wins, folks. We don't buy Aaron Rodgers. Um, well, I guess we're, we're very close to buying Aaron Rodgers 100% because, you know, we get – 15 plus years with Aaron Rodgers and he's so gosh dang good but the wins the wins the wins we need to see the wins the rings um but back to Baker Mayfield here on this drive they get a 17 yard run but then the right back pass an 11 yard pass 24 yard pass three yard run up the middle 14 yard pass and then Baker Mayfield on the one yard line uh touchdown pass so you know Baker Mayfield still shows glimpses that's why it's so hard to truly say give up a hundred percent on Baker Mayfield but then it comes down are you winning and it didn't win it didn't win last year a one but it wasn't really Baker Mayfield it was more Kevin Stefanski in the offense in totality and now this year Baker Mayfield needs to be the reason why they're winning, and they're not winning. So, ugh, ugh, it's tough, folks. It's tough. All right. Um, so they go down. They score the touchdown. It's basically tied up. They're missing some extra points out here. The Packers punt. The Browns have that opportunity to take the lead again. He throws a pick, folks. And then Aaron Rodgers scores a touchdown right before halftime. So you've lost all momentum. He's turning over the ball way too much. And that's really the game. The Browns struggled to really score in the second half. They score a field goal. They score a touchdown. But then the interception to try you know, do something with the two minutes left. They go down. Only need a field goal to win. And he can't even do that. So, truly, truly, Baker Mayfield, man, running out of time to do anything. And it's unfortunately, it's all on him, folks. It is on Baker. There's nobody else to make excuses. Um, the only reason why we're not really bumping it up to 100% selling Baker Mayfield at the moment is because, you know, these weapons, Jarvis Landry is good, but he's more of a gadget kind of slot guy crossing route guy you know not really down the field he's got some nice speed but they don't really utilize it um and that's really it so I, I'm giving Baker Mayfield a little bit of a pass because of the receiving core but you know at the same time he did have OBJ you know not scheming for him not throwing to him his attitude all that what was the big reason for his downfall in Cleveland was it all those factors was it one more than the other so I don't really want to put that a hundred percent on Baker Mayfield Mayfield either so ugh, that's why we're like 80% folks 80% selling Baker Mayfield I think I'm comfortable with that number moving forward uh but let's start breaking down some numbers here here we go baker mayfield goes 21 of 36 man oh man 58 percent can't be doing that 58 percent with four picks no way folks uh 222 yards that was a saving grace for his stats right there not dinking and dunking so we give him a little credit but still at the end of the day it is a loss two touchdowns four picks we'll never get behind that never 
All right. Um, and then in the rushing game, Nick Chubb did his damnedest. I mean, holy moly, 17 rushes for 126 yards, a touchdown. Dearness Johnson, four rushes for 58 yards. Anthony Schwartz, two rushes for 24 yards. So, I mean, Kevin Spansky, let's start taking the ball a little bit more out of Baker Mayfield's hands. I mean, this offense is really should be running like the Colts offense. Take the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands, please. So, Kevin Stefanski, I mean, you got two weeks left trying to make the playoffs, trying to decide Baker Mayfield's future, trying to not get yourself fired. I'm hearing Kevin Stefanski should be on the hot seat, and I don't agree with that at all, folks. What are you, crazy? He had one good season, one bad season. Why are we firing coaches after one bad season? Y'all want to get rid of David Culley, and it's like, what? He hasn't had a full season. Uh, the He's got nobody on that offense. He's working with a rookie quarterback, third-round rookie, not, you know, Mac Jones with Bill Belichick rookie. So, can we relax a little bit on all these coaches firing? The the only coaches that need to be fired right now is Matt Nagy. <laughs> That's it, folks. Get that man out the league. Ermeyer's already been taken care of, so thank you for that. But uh, let's relax on all these coaches getting fired. Please, please, please. Especially Kevin Stefanski. I mean, that that season, he finally turned around the Browns, folks. I mean, you're going to get rid of him because of one bad season because Baker Mayfield's throwing four interceptions in a game? I mean, please, stop. All right. Um, rushing game was fantastic. Who was Baker Mayfield slinging the ball to? We had Rashad Higgins, five catches, 58 yards. Nick Chubb, third, uh, second leading receiver, folks. This is why, you know, uh, can we get some better weapons out here uh, at receiver for Baker Mayfield? Nick Chubb, three catches, 58 yards. Jarvis Landry, four catches, 55 yards. Austin Hooper, three catches, 26 yards, and that was really it. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, six targets, one catch for five yards. I mean, folks, please. And that's a little bit on Baker Mayfield with the accuracy as well, folks. We're, once again, we're selling Baker Mayfield 80% here, out here, folks. All right, and then on Aaron Rodgers' side of the ball, he went 24 of 34 for 70% completion percentage, only 202 yards, a little bit of dink and dunk, uh, some great throws, obviously, throughout the game to Devontae Adams. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Those over-the-shoulder throws, folks, that Aaron Rodgers makes. One-on-one -on -one matchup, instantly sees it and inst instantly flings it. That's where we go. Wow, folks, truly. So 70% completion percentage by Aaron Rodgers, 202 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Give that man credit right there, no picks. Aaron Jones, 12 rushes, 66 yards. A.J. Dillon, nine rushes, 41 yards. Running back by committee is absolutely fantastic, like we know. And then who was Aaron Rodgers slinging the ball to? We had Devontae Adams, leading receiver, 10 catches, 114 yards, two touchdowns. Fantastic. Alan Lazard, two catches, 45 yards, a touchdown. Aaron Jones, five catches, 21 yards. A.J. Dillon, three catches, 15 yards. So, um, Alan Lazard, nice over-the-shoulder catch. Devontae Adams, same thing. And that's really why the Packers won the game. So, Packers get the win 24-22. to And then we get these tweets right here. Uh, these stats, tweets, whatever you want to call them. Here we go. Baker Mayfield now has the most interceptions thrown since 2018 with 54 picks. So, once again, not getting it done. Throwing the interceptions. Not being clutch. Not winning the close games because you're turning over the ball. Last possession game winning drives like we just saw last night. So, once again, why we need to be selling Baker Mayfield a little bit more now. And it's unfortunate, folks. And then this stat right here on Matt LaFleur. Man, oh man, give this man some mother-loving credit, folks. I mean, we truly have... I mean, we do talk about, you know, Sean McVay being a great, you know, coach and offensive mind and just a great spirit on a team. I love what I see from Sean McVay on like a, uh, on a daily basis from him. Uh, after losses, during wins, during the game, after wins, during losses, all that. I love what I see from Sean McVay. But we truly have to start talking about Matt LaFleur and the upper echelon next stratosphere of great coaches, folks. Like, it's got to go Bill Belichick and maybe Matt LaFleur number two. I mean, that's really what we've got to be... Uh, uh, truly disgusting 
and really respecting Matt LaFleur when we all talk about him. Like, number two coach in the league, folks. Green Bay coach Matt LaFleur is the first head coach in NFL history with at least 12 wins. And they have to say at least 12 because we still got two more weeks here. And they're at 12 wins right now. So at least 12 wins in each of his three first seasons, folks. 12 wins in his first three seasons. Man, oh man. Now I know. You've got Aaron Rodgers in his prime, experienced all that. Uh, Bill Belichick started in Cleveland, obviously not great. And then he goes to New England, and he has Tom Brady, and, you know, they started to win really early. But give Matt LaFleur some mother-loving credit. Has never lost back-to-back games. I mean, that alone, folks. Uh, at least 12 wins in his first three seasons. So let's start putting a little bit more respect on Matt, Lo- Matt LaFleur's name collectively. And another reason why... Um, we need to see this Packers team get back to the Super Bowl. There's too much greatness on this team. Devontae Adams, Matt LaFleur, obviously Aaron Rodgers, A.J. Dillon, I mean, Aaron Jones. I mean, they've got the guys here. They've got the pieces. they got to stop coming up short every single year. Please, please. So Packers are looking absolutely fantastic. All right, and then the second game, the last game of the night, Colts at the Cardinals, and man, oh man, what the heck is going on with this Cardinals team, folks? Man, oh man, three straight drops, three straight losses on teams that you should not be losing to, the Lions, and teams that you cannot afford to be losing, the Rams and the Colts. So this Cardinals team must Get it together, folks. And, you know, we're filling out this contender pretender chart for the final three weeks of the season. And I don't know if I could put this Cardinals team in Super Bowl contender category. Now, I know they haven't had DeAndre Hopkins, but, I mean, that's the man that's making or breaking your team. I mean, I get it. That's fine for a wide receiver to truly make or break your team, especially an A1 Tier 1 DeAndre Hopkins, absolutely fantastic, flawless receiver. I get it. But, I mean, man, oh, man, you've got to win these games man so I am officially going to put this Cardinals team under super uh, playoff contenders that's really all they are at the current moment and they are very close to slipping into playoff pretender I will tell y'all that they're nowhere close to Super Bowl contenders uh, the three teams so far that we have at Super Bowl contender category are Rams Eagles and the Colts and yes sir those Eagles folks yes sir those Eagles don't don't test me we're going to talk about the Eagles later today And in the playoff contender category where we just put the Cardinals, we have the Cowboys and the Saints. So, um, okay, um, uh, you want to be, you know, with the Cowboys and the Saints or the Rams and the Colts, folks, and the Eagles. I know y'all don't like the Eagles, so I didn't say the Eagles, so I just said Rams and Colts, but Eagles as well, folks. Respect the Eagles. We'll tell you to respect the Eagles a little bit later in the show when we break down the matchup and all that. Nick Sirianni, running game, Jalen Hurts, those are the cliff notes that you need to need, that you need to know. Um, So let's see, can we get back to this uh, game here. Cardinals at the Colts. Man, oh man, our internet. Classic, classic. Um, But let's see if we can get this uh, game back up so we can start talking about it. Um, I mean, just overall, I mean, uh, the Colts, Carson Wentz, let's see what this man was doing. Uh, you know, missing throws still. Uh, he didn't throw any, inter- in- any interceptions, which is great, I believe. Let me double check these numbers quickly here. Oh, uh, yeah, no interceptions. 
threw the ball 28 times. Okay, Jonathan Taylor ran the ball 27 times, so I'm not going to knock Frank Reich for letting Carson Wentz throw the ball 28 times, especially when you're doing kind of even split running and passing, even ran the ball more because Neham Hines had three rushes, so overall kind of 30 rushes with running backs, only 28 passes with uh, quarterbacks. So that, fine. That is really kind of fine. I would really like to see Carson Wentz not throw the ball more than 25 times a game. So 28, not that far off the stretch. And once again, they ran the ball more. So this is what we're saying. Frank Reich, man, he is disciplined so far. He's disciplined, not letting Carson Wentz kind of run away with the game, throwing the ball 40 times a game. So for that, once again, Frank Reich, in, in our good graces here, Colts still in the Super Bowl contender category. We're not going to move them out because of the performance last night. It was exactly, truly what we wanted to see. Maybe three less passes, but we're not going to nitpick three passes here. So Colts get the win 22 to 16. Cardinals just struggling to move the ball and well not even move the ball just to kind of score points I would say. We had Kyler Murray running, you know, he had a big run 40 yards. Overall these receivers of Christian Kirk and AJ Green can still get it done. And the running back, you know, Chase Edmonds, James Conner, that is a good running back by committee. But they need to start putting up some points out here, folks. Uh, you know, missing the field goal, opening drive. Man, oh, man. What is that? Why are we missing field goals? And then he missed a field goal a little bit later on in the game in the fourth quarter. And they lose by six points, two field goals. So, man, oh, man. They're not scoring these points out here. They're having to settle for field goal attempts instead of getting getting into the red zone for seven points. So got to clean that up as well. Uh, but yeah, this Cardinals team, these three last losses out here, this is starting to be a little concerning with the Cardinals. I mean, they've fallen from the number one seed. Now where they, where are they officially in the playoff picture? The fifth seed. Man, oh man, they're talking about wild card spot. They just lost the division lead to the Rams now. So, man, oh man, this Cardinals team is on a slippery slope and they've got to figure it out now, now, now. So let's start with this Cardinals team since, uh, you know, we're talking about them a little bit more heavily at the current moment. So here we go. Kyler Murray goes 27 of 43, folks. 27 of 43. What do we got here? 62%, right on the border of what we like. 245 yards, a little bit of dink and dunk overall. One touchdown, no pick. Uh, he did fumble twice, didn't lose any. So, all right, we can sweep that under the rug. But overall, we're still a little alarmed with their losing. And now we could also have potential turnovers to be alarmed with as well. So truly not great here with this Cardinals team, folks. Running the ball. It was good. Kyler Murray, four rushes for 74 yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Chase Edmonds, 16 rushes for 56 yards and a touchdown. Unfortunately, no James Conner last night. When they are together, that's really good. And that's kind of, you know, a reason why we're not 100%, you know, jumping ship, abandoning this Cardinals team. DeAndre Hopkins, you know, being out. The running back by committee not being a running back by committee because only kind of one is going every game. So once they get everybody good to go hopefully that kind of happens here at the back end of the season the final two weeks so you just got to be good in the playoffs that's all you got to do right you know Eagles with Nick Foles just got to be good in the playoffs that's all that matters so as long as they can make the playoffs which they will they're kind of guaranteed basically a wild card spot I doubt the Vikings win out and I doubt the Cardinals lose out and that's the only way that you know the Cardinals can really lose and not make the playoffs they need one more win to guarantee it themselves 
So um, as long as they get it, can get into the playoffs 100% healthy, we're still going to be liking the Cardinals uh, more than not liking them. All right, and then who was Kyler Murray slinging the ball to? We had Chase Edmonds, leading receiver. Uh, all right, you know, starting to see the red flags here. Chase Edmonds, running back, leading receiver, eight catches, 71 yards. Zach Ertz, tight end, second leading receiver, and all his yards came in garbage time in the final drive because he was just dinking and dunking. Uh, Zach Ertz, eight catches for 54 yards. Then we have Christian Kirk, a wide receiver, seven catches, 48 yards. Then we have A.J. Green, one catch, 33 yards, and Anton Wesley, Two catches, 29 yards, and a touchdown. But, man, oh, man, those missed field goals, having to settle for field goals and all that, truly hurt the Cardinals last night. And then for this Colts team, here we go. Back to Carson Wentz, 18 of 28. Once again, we like 28 throws. We'll give him that, Frank Reich. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being disciplined um, and still running the ball and sticking with the run and not letting Carson Wentz, you know, overboard, overblow these passing attempts. So 18 of 28. 64% solid there. 225 yards wasn't dinking and dunking. So once again, the running game opens up the play action, opens up the down the field throws, which is exactly what Carson Wentz is truly um, is right now. When he was in Philadelphia, I trusted Carson Wentz to sling the ball 35 times plus a game going downfield over and over and over again. But I mean, this season is just, I don't know what it is. Michael Pittman Jr. has not really stepped up and became a true number two wide receiver. T.Y. Hilton I don't know what that they're not like getting him the ball more. I mean, T.Y. Hilton, why is he not like a 10 target a, a game guy at minimum at minimum? So um, just I don't understand why Carson Wentz is not having more success with these wide receivers coming into the season. We were big on Carson Wentz and these receivers. We truly thought it would work. And then we watched this man in the beginning of the season and in the middle of the season. And then we're still seeing it in the later part of the season. Just not being efficient. Yes, they're winning games. And once again, winning games is great folks but we still dissect the wins are we still seeing the 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 alarming things in the losses in the wins because that's truly bad so yes they're winning and winning cures everything you can make the argument oh oh they're oh you know we call you know baker mayfield bad we call carson wentz a little bad oh those are bad uh you know players oh well they're winning games not so much the browns a little bit of a bad example more on the colts example right there oh carson wants is bad well they're still winning games and that was the argument that i was having you know over christmas parties and all that it's and, and folks it's not everything is not black and white this that uh, binary one zero zero one no 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 there's nuance in the discussion yes carson wentz is a good game manager but i'm not trusting him to throw the ball 40 plus times and we broke down those games when Whenever he throws high numbers, like his top six highest attempt throws of the season have all resulted into losses, folks. That's what we're saying. Why we don't want and can't count on Carson Wentz to single-handedly win these games. You need the running game. You need the defense. And as we see, you know, the uh, you know it's not like the Colts blew out the Cardinals. It was a close game because you can't rely on Carson Wentz to get it done himself and sling around the ball 40 times a game. That's what it is, folks. We're seeing it. We are breaking it down. We are talking it through. We see it every week. All right, so here we go. Carson Wentz, 18 of 28. What do we say? 64? Was that right? 64%, 225 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Fantastic. No fumbles. Fantastic. All that great by Carson Wentz. Game manager stuff. 
And then for the running game, Jonathan Taylor, 27 rushes, 108 yards. Nehem Hines getting three rushes for only 11 yards. And then Carson Wentz took off two, two, two times for four yards. Okay. All right. And then the re in the receiving game, who was Carson Wentz slinging the ball to? We had Michael Pittman Jr., eight catches for 82 yards. T.Y. Hilton, four catches, 51 yards, and a touchdown. Mo Alley-Cox, two catches, 42 yards. Ashton Doolin, one catch, 23 yards. And Desmond Pat Patman, one catch, 14 yards, and a touchdown. So the Colts get the win, 22-16. to Colts, man, as long as everything is clicking, the defense is fantastic, the offensive line is fantastic, and the offensive line was all out last night, and they still got it done. Another big credit to Frank Reich for getting the offense good together. It's just like Carson Wentz is the worst of this team. And that's not it's not like a big knock because Frank Reich is great. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is great. The offensive line is great. The defense is great. And Carson Wentz is just good. That's all it is. Um, so once again, we're not knocking Carson Wentz a thousand percent, but you know enough percentage points that he does deserve. I don't think we're going overboard on Carson Wentz. I truly don't. Uh, so Colts get the win, twenty-two to sixteen. Alarming with this Cardinals team, and uh, we're you know this Colts team is starting to get it right. So we got to give them credit. All right, that is all the NFL from yesterday. So now we can start talking about what is going to happen today and where are these good bats and who's going to be in the playoff picture by the time today is over and by the time Monday is over. Who's going to be in the playoffs heading into week 17? Man, oh, man. But first, let's talk about some ins and outs uh, quickly. Let's run through these stories. Here we go. Players out today due to COVID. Why we are waiting today till today to make our official picks because of all the COVID. So here we go. Travis Kelsey out. Austin Eckler out. Delvin Cook out. Mike Williams out. Joey Bosa out. Jared Goff out. So the Lions... Um, I don't know. Maybe the Lions will be good. I don't know. We'll see what that line is. Do we believe in the backup quarterback of the Lions over Jared Goff? Maybe. Tyler Huntley out. And Lamar Jackson's not playing. So third string Ravens quarterback, I think, will take the other team. Uh, Brandon Cooks out. Cole Beasley out. Gabriel Davis out. Andrew Whitworth out. Oh, no. This one. Oh, no. Ramondre Stevenson out. No. For the Patriots against the Bills. Oh, man. No. Ramondre Stevenson today. No Josh Allen. Oh, no. Bills fans, what are we doing? Oh, it's not the Bills. It's the Jags. Edge rusher, Josh Allen. No Josh Allen. No LaVisca Chenault Jr. So what is going to happen with the Jags? Um, no Akeem Hicks and no Harrison Butker, all because of COVID-19. Uh, what we do have back today, though, is Kadarius Tony for the Giants. We'll see if he can get it done. Uh, and these are the backup quarterbacks playing this week because of COVID and injuries and all that. And these could be some values that we should be taking today. Uh, but, you know, they'll probably be very big because Vegas obviously is not going to let us escape with any great value. I doubt it. But we could still see. But here we go. Backup quarterbacks playing this week. Tim Boyle for the Lions. Once again, no Jared Goff. We just told you out with COVID-19. Can Tim Boyle get it done? Drew Locke's playing today for the Broncos because Teddy Bridgewater is still in concussion protocol. Truly unfortunate. Giants are officially going with Jake Fromm, and I think that's the right decision. Maybe we can get some great value. Jake Fromm being good, being a game manager. Kadarius Tony being back. And once again, this Giants defense is still solid. It's the best thing about the team is the defense. So if we get a lot of points here with the Giants... 
We may take it. We may, may, may. We still got to see the value. Uh, Ravens are going with Josh Johnson, third-string quarterback. Good luck with that. Can Josh Johnson run? We got to see that because uh, we, if they're just having a pure drop-back passer there for the Ravens, yeah, we're not taking any points. We'll, we'll swallow probably 50 points if we need to. Um, so what do we got? Je uh, Josh Johnson, is this man a running quarterback? Yes? Okay? No, not good at all. So here we go. Josh Johnson quarterback what does he do what does he do he's 6-3 okay uh what is his rushing yardage what do we got he started in 2009 damn that man's old how old is this dude 35 35 uh, uh. i don't want my quarterbacks being 35 starting their career at 35 no no um so here we go Career rushing numbers. What do we got? He's only got 412 yards his entire career. <laughs> okay. He's got 36 games played, 8 games started, 41 yards rushing. He rushes for 11 yards a game. Okay. Not a dual threat quarterback. What is he throwing? Is he good throwing the ball? Uh, he started four games his rookie year, and he threw 50%. That's not good, but it's rookie year, four touchdowns, eight interceptions, rookie year, 0-4 record, rookie year. We'll give him a little bit of a pass. Uh, then he played 11 games in 2010, never started any, threw 87% completion percentage on 16 throws, no touchdown, no pick. That's a little better. Then he got nine games in 2011. The following year, only one start, threw 52%. And then the most recent time we saw him was this season, and played three games, threw the ball 45 times, and completed 64% for 334 yards. And, uh, or this was last season, excuse me, with the Jets, uh, threw 64% completion percentage on 45 attempts, 334 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Okay, okay, I don't think I'm buying him, but uh, he can't run. So that's what we're talking about. No running here from Josh Johnson. And then we get Nick Foles going for the Bears. Man, oh, man, Nick Foles finally getting his chance. Matt Nagy, maybe he can make it work with Nick Foles. Maybe that's the magical quarterback. We know it's not because we saw Nick Foles last season absolutely trash, so we're not betting the Bears again this week, most likely. And then for the Saints, they're going with their fourth-string quarterback, Ian Brooke, on Monday Night Football. Good luck against that Dolphins defense. Um, we get Cam Akers returning this season after an Achilles <laughs> Achilles injury early on this season. Not playing today, but could still maybe go in the postseason. I doubt he plays the next two games either because the Rams have truly wrapped up a playoff spot. So expect Cam Akers to be a factor in the playoffs. That's going to be crazy. Um, and then the last thing quickly here to touch on, the Giants plan to bring back Joe Judge and Daniel Jones in 2022. Um, I think Joe Judge has to go. Uh, Daniel Jones, I would start fresh as well. Uh, he just has not really really seem to take any step and you know once again Freddie Kitchens not gonna get it done Jason Garrett didn't get it done with them but Joe Judge hired those people so get him out so uh, I I don't like sticking with all these players I think the Giants need another rebuild from everybody uh, top down general manager every coach get him out of there maybe you keep Daniel Jones Daniel Jones would be the only person I think about keeping um, and that's just to compete for another quarterback I draft this year so we'll see what happens here but uh, this is kind of what we're getting here um end of the season Giants aren't making the playoffs here and now we're starting to get towards you know who's in and out coaching all that off-season news all righty now that we've got a little bit caught up to date here on the show 
Uh, let's start finding where the value is, talking through these matchups here, and seeing if we can make a little bit of money this week. Once again, we are not going to be beholden to, to our classic six picks. We are letting the value come to us, and we are going to try and make a little bit of money uh, today because we've got our you know, butts kicked a little bit on Christmas. It was supposed to be a good day. Merry, cheerful, Santa, Santa, come on. You can't give us a little extra kind of Christmas magic, Christmas magic on our picks yesterday. Damn, damn. But maybe somebody else had their Christmas magic. You know, maybe they had to, you know, take away our Christmas magic to give Christmas magic to uh, those maybe less fortunate, maybe more, more fortunate. I don't know who y'all are. Uh, if you hit last night, let me know. All right, so here we go. Play um, NFL Week 16. What do we got in the next half hour, folks? We are half hour away from kickoff. So here we go. First matchup up here. Lions at the Falcons. Now, we don't like betting the Falcons, but this Lions team with their backup quarterback, right? Right? Um, let's see. Is Cordero Patterson good to go for the Falcons? Because if he's not, we're, we're truly going to probably stay away from this game. Uh, so let's quickly see who we got ins and out here for this Falcons team. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Calvin Ridley still not playing, but Cordell Patterson is all good to go here. So Falcons are looking very healthy today with the Lions. They've got no Jared Goff. So can we believe? Can we believe in who's up? Uh, Tim Boyle. Is Tim Boyle going to get it done on the road? They just finally got it going with Jared Goff. Jared Goff played his best game of the year last week, folks, and they beat the Cardinals. I mean, man, oh, man. Can Tim Boyle recreate that? I don't know. I don't think so. Tim Boyle. The man is 27, folks. Been in the league since 2019. Got one start last year with the Lions and threw 65% completion percentage. 77 yards, no touchdown, two picks. So two picks in your one start, no touchdown, and not even 100 yards? Yeah, no, thank you. And this Lions team, they don't have anybody. They got a good tight end. Now that could help Tim Boyle throwing to TJ Hawkinson. He's really good. Uh, Jared Goff loves throwing to him, uh, you know, 15 times a game. Uh, but here, uh, is TJ Hawkinson good to go? TJ Hawkinson is looking out. He's on IR. So, yeah, I can't even give Tim Boyle a little bit of credit here. So, Falcons are looking really good, but how many points are we going to have to swallow here? Uh, the line, let's get these lines up to date, refreshed here now that all the COVID news is good to go. The lines are minus, or the Falcons are minus seven and a half. And if it was minus six and a half, maybe seven, we take it. But once again, the half a point hook, we stayed away from the Packers half a point hook yes, uh, last night. And obviously it wouldn't have mattered either way because they only won by two, but still that thinking, and we're not going to kind of, you know, lose on a Falcons pick. We will never let ourselves lose on a Falcons pick folks. We've learned way too many times over the last just year and a half as we've been doing the show. And I've got a lot of other anecdotes I can go on the list is long of Falcons burning me uh, for the last 25 years folks so not gonna bet this game not gonna you know this value is not good value it's not great value it's not calling us but we will predict the Falcons win this game and with them winning just outright nothing changes in the playoff picture in the NFC once again this Falcons team what is their record with the win here they advance to the Falcons will advance to 
six and eight with the win here, correct? Does this up, update when I do this? No, they're six and eight. So they would have a seventh win and potentially be able to get to that seventh seed with maybe a couple of extra losses here. So the Falcons are still in the playoff run. So good for them. And they should be able to get the win here today. Just not ready to swallow seven and a half. If it was under seven, we'd take it. Not going to uh, lose on that half a point hook. No, thank you. All right, next game up is the Bucks and the Panthers, and we get Sam, Sam Darnold good to go. He he might play a little bit. They're still sticking with Cam Newton, so they're rocking with two bad quarterbacks, and they're facing the Bucks that just got shut out last week. Yes, 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 yes. How many points do we have to swallow here for the Bucks? Please, Vegas, give us some decent value. A little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a hey. Okay, well, we get it. We'll lower the value a little bit. Something like that. Come on, Vegas, be good to us, please. It's the day after Christmas. Come on. Um, Black Sunday after Christmas, right? Isn't that a holiday? Uh, but here we go. Uh, pant Bucks minus 11 and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty good. I only have to swallow 11 and a half here. I don't care that the Panthers are at home. Are you nuts? It's Cam Newton and Sam Darnold most likely both playing. So what? Still no Christian McCaffrey. So what? And we only have to swallow 11 and a half. I like it. I like it, folks. Bucks got shut out last week. They're looking to get it done. Tom Brady, this Panthers defense isn't good, folks. They were good the first three weeks. We need to move on, folks. Stop saying that this Panthers defense is good. The offense is not good. The defense is not good. The head coach is not good. And we know the quarterbacks are not good. So Bucks minus 11.5, official pick. We get great odds here. Y'all aren't betting this. Y'all are still betting the Panthers with the points. Stop betting the Panthers with the points, folks. We've been telling y'all the last two months. Y'all have actively been losing every single week for the last two months betting on the Panthers. Why? Why are you still doing it? Are y'all not listening to the show here, folks? Do we have to have a discussion? Are y'all not listening to takes by fans, folks? Are Do y'all got to tell me y'all aren't listening to the show what are you what, why what is making y'all bet the Panthers because you think 11 and a half points is good value it's not folks it's not good value at all Bucks minus 11 and a half man never bet the Panthers never bet the Panthers maybe we can bet them next year maybe but we'd have to see a lot happen a lot happen in some great spreads for us to bet the Panthers ever again so Bucks minus 11 and a half love it love it love it betting it taking it endorsing it all that we predict the Bucks to win, and with the Bucks winning alone, just the Bucks winning alone, they move from the fourth seed to the second seed. But once again, we still got all the other matchups to pick and choose. All right, next matchup up is the Ravens at the Bengals. And once again, Ravens third string quarterback. We cannot rely on Josh Johnson to get it done here. Let's see what the spread is here to see if we take it. Ravens at Bengals. Bengals minus seven. Division... Matchup here could get a little tricky, a little wonky there. Uh, so going to stay away from the value. I like the Bengals winning this game outright. Uh, but once again, the rushing attack, they still rush the ball. So expect the Ravens still to be able to run the ball a little bit. Uh, and we'll see what Josh Johnson can do out here. I uh, don't want to swallow seven big old points there. But we will predict that the Bengals win this game. And they will have the fourth seed with just the win. All right, then we get the Chargers at the Texans. Davis Mills looking pretty solid out here the last couple of games. He's played his best football these last two weeks, so we give them a little credit. 
Uh, we get no Joey Bosa out here and no Mike Williams for the Chargers. So we know Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are Justin Herbert's top receivers every single game. So the passing game is going to come down a little bit. The uh, defense is coming down a little bit with no Joey Bosa. So maybe we can get some good value here with the Texans if we get a lot of points here. So here we go. Okay, Chargers minus 13 and a half. Texans plus 13 and a half. Yes, yes, yes. I would love it even more at, you know, plus 14 to give us that kind of extra half a point hook. But I'm loving the Texans plus 13 here. Davis Mills is playing really solid game managing football. Once again, the offense going to be a tad, you know, just a tad little hit there with no Mike Williams. Defense, tad little hit there with no Joey Bosa. 13 and a half points with the home team. Texans, uh, no Brandon Cooks as well. So, yes, they're... Their offense is going to come down a little bit because Brandon Cooks is really the only guy that they've got. But overall, it's just Davis Mills has been decently getting it done a little bit. Uh, the last two weeks, he, like I said, he's played his best football. Texans here at home. They've surprised a couple of people in a couple of games this season so far. And I think it's good value. I think the Chargers still win the game, but I like the 13.5. I think that's great value. We are taking the Texans plus 13.5, endorsing it, taking it. Um, uh, what was that third one? I said it earlier. I liked it. Endorsing, taking betting uh, I think that's the same but either way we love the Texans plus 13 and a half today at home they get it done but uh you know the Chargers win and when the Chargers win they keep the sixth seed in the AFC all right next game is the Rams at the Vikings and this should be a good one no Delvin Cook that doesn't matter because we get Alexander Madison and we know Alexander Madison is so gosh dang good he's better than Delvin Cook so that's a little bit of an upgrade there uh, Vikings fighting for that playoff spot. They are a little scrappy. Once again, they're kind of like the green. They're kind of like Green Bay, but they're the opposite in Green Bay that they lose. They keep games close, and the stats are usually good. Uh, green Bay wins the games. Vikings lose the close, good stat game. So. Rams here, they just had a big boost with the Cardinals losing last night. Uh, so we'll see if they kind of feed off of that a little bit. Let's see what the spread is here. I like the Rams to win. Uh, Rams minus three, Vikings plus three. Gonna stay away from this. Uh, Vikings at home, playoff implications, all of that. Want to stay away from that. I don't think it's great value either way. We know the Vikings are a little sneaky. Um, and Rams, uh, you know, they're good. They're very good. And we'll see. This is a pretty solid test for the Rams overall because the Vikings, you know, they do have the stats. And, you know, if you do kind of, you know, look past them, you could get kind of upset a little bit. But I believe this Rams defense will be able to force a couple of clutch takeaways and the Rams get it done if it is a close game in the fourth quarter. Maybe they only win by three. We're going to stay away from it, though. But we will predict the Rams to win tonight. And with the Rams winning, the Rams get the second seed. And just with the Vikings losing, the Eagles get that seventh seed. And that's exactly what we want to see, folks. I want to see so much this Eagles team in the playoffs because I believe they can make a run, folks. I believe this Eagles team can get to the Super Bowl if they make the playoffs. All right, next matchup up here, Bills at the Patriots, and man, oh, man, man, oh, man, big, big, big game here today for both these teams. Obviously, the Bills want to try and get back that AFC East lead. Patriots want to kind of get a number one seed, keep the lead, maybe even knock the Bills out of the playoffs here. 
So let's see what this line is here for Bills at Patriots. And it's going to be Patriots minus one out here. I like the Patriots to win this game. I like the Patriots at home. And we are going to swallow one point. Basically just call them the winner here. We are going to take the Patriots minus one. Patriots at home. Bills, they exposed their game plan. Bill Belichick only threw the ball three times with Mac Jones. They could do whatever the hell they want. And the Bills have no real real question or answer to what the Bills are or what the Patriots are going to be doing here today. Bills on the road. That's strike one. Bills probably going to get shut down in the running game. That's strike two. And Bills having to rely on Josh Allen to sling around this ball to win against a Bill Belichick coach defense. That's strike three. I think the Bills are done, folks. They are the biggest frauds in the league. Patriots minus one at home. Great value. Stop. Stop, stop clowning. Bill Belichick, and I don't understand why everybody has been clowning Mac Jones as of late. He has been great this entire season, and now everyone's like, well, if Mac Jones throws the ball, if they if they don't, you know, if they let Mac Jones throw the ball 20 times, they're going to lose this game. It's like, what? What are y'all talking about? They can win with him throwing. They can win without him throwing. He's a game manager, so I don't understand where all this negative talk about Mac Jones is coming from. It really kind of came out of nowhere, and I don't agree with any of it. Patriots get the win, and with the Patriots winning, the Patriots get the two seed, and the Bills fall out of the playoff spot. Man, oh, man. Um, all right, next game up, Jags and the Jets. I'm not betting this one. What are you, crazy? You would have to be smoking crack to bet this game. Line is Jaguars plus two, Jets minus two. It came up from a pick Y'all are putting your money on the Jets, and that's fine, but these two teams are trash, so I will not be putting my money on these teams. I'll call the Jets as the winner because does it matter? It doesn't. Nothing changes if either of these teams win, and Trevor Lawrence was still playing dink and dunk patty cake without Urban Meyer last week. All right, next game up, Giants at the Eagles, and man, oh man, I really made, this is going to be interesting, because we just like the Giants here, because they're going with Jake Fromm, I believe he's going to give them their best opportunity to maybe move the ball offensively, uh, and I believe the defense may be able to take advantage, maybe, but we still like this Eagles team, so let's see where this line is, and let's see if we like one way more than the other, so here we go, Giants plus 11.5, Eagles minus 11.5 here, so no great value, I don't think either way the last time the Eagles and the Giants face obviously we know what happened the Eagles I mean they did not look like themselves offensively and we have seen that like maybe two or three times well, I would say two times ever since they've kind of got it together that the offense was, was not clicking but overall, we love this Eagles team to win. I'm not going to swallow 11 points here because it is division rival and all that but I still love the Eagles tonight at home get it done and with the Eagles winning they still get that seventh seed. So, man, oh, man, I really want to see this Eagles team be in the playoffs by today's end. So we need the Vikings to lose and the Eagles to win um, and the Eagles get the seventh seed. We'll see if they keep it up here. We still got one, two, three, four, five games to talk about here to see if anything else hinders these playoff implications here. But Eagles, folks, go out and get that playoff spot. I need to see y'all in the playoffs. Need it. I need it. I need it. All right, next game up, Bears at the Seahawks. I'm not betting on Matt Nagy with Nick Foles. I mean, folks, do we need to remind you what Nick Foles did last year when he was the guy? Let's see if this sounds like the guy. Let's see if this sounds like something we should be betting on. Let's see if this is something that we think could even win a game last year, folks. Here we go. 
last year, Nick Foles, our boy, he started one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games straight. Here we go. Game one, they lose 11 to 19. He threw one touchdown, one pick. Game two, they win 20 to 19. One point win, squeaking out a win. He threw 71%. That was a really good game. 243 yards, real solid. One touchdown, one interception. Uh, and then they beat Carolina. He throws 58%. Womp womp. 198 yards, one touchdown, one pick. They beat Carolina. And then they go on a four-game losing streak here. They lose against the Rams. He throws 70%, but no touchdown, two picks. Uh, that's not good. That's not consistent football, and you're turning over the ball. Trash. Uh, against the uh, Saints, they lose. He throws 68%. That's solid. 272 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Okay, that's a solid game right there. Against Tennessee, he throws 69%. That's real good. They lose, though. Two touchdowns, no picks, 335 yards, but they only put up 17 points. They're not putting up these points. These yards are good. These stats are good, but these points are not reflecting these yards in these stats. And then they lose against the Vikings. He throws 57%, 106 yards, no touchdown, one pick. So Nick Foles, even when he plays good, they lose with the Bears. When he plays bad, they lose with the Bears. And this Bears offense has not even been clicking with any of their quarterbacks that they've had. Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, and nothing's worked. It's Nick Foles. Or it's, it's Matt Nagy, and it's a little bit of Nick Foles just being on the team. Uh, but, yeah, it's just Matt Nagy being a garbage coach. So, of course, we are not betting. And, no, y'all are, uh, y'all are betting down. On our Texans bet. Damn, damn, damn. Now it's Texans plus 12 and a half instead of 13 and a half. Damn, y'all. Thank y'all for listening, but damn, y'all. Damn, y'all. Taking away the value from me. From me. I can't log in to make these bets yet because we are still live. So y'all gotta stop. Stop. Stop betting the Texans. Jeez. Dang. Save the value for me. Uh, but yeah, we're obviously not betting the Bears here. And we're not gonna swallow seven with the Seahawks because the Seahawks team has not been good offensively. So Bears plus seven. Seahawks minus seven. No good value either way. We We'll choose the Seahawks to win the game, and with them winning the game, nothing changes in the playoffs. All right, then we get the Steelers at the Chiefs, and uh, this Steelers team is trash offensively. We might be able to get some good value. With Travis Kelsey being out for the Chiefs because of COVID, that's going to be big offensively, and Vegas may take that into consideration, giving us some good value. So here we go, Steelers at the for the Chiefs, <laughs> the Chiefs, Steelers at the Chiefs. We get Steelers plus 10, Chiefs minus 10. Gotta stay away from this one. We're talking two possessions here. I believe this Chiefs defense can absolutely obliterate the Steelers offense, uh, but we'll see what this Chiefs team can do offensively with no Travis Kelsey. We know Travis Kelsey is like the number two to this offense, or even kind of the number one to this offense. Tyreek Hill, the other number one, number two, whatever you want to rank them at. So, going to stay away from taking, taking the spread here, but we will predict the Chiefs to win. And with them winning, the Chiefs get the one seed, and the Bills are back in the playoffs at the seventh seed because the Steelers lost as well. So, the Bills can still be in the playoffs with a loss here. We'll see if that can stick with the remaining three games to talk about. Here we go. We get the Broncos at the Raiders. Now, we know Drew Locke is playing here with the Broncos, so we should expect up and down the entire game. Touchdown, interception, touchdown, fumble. Fumble, fumble, touchdown, and maybe a close game overall. With the Raiders, Raiders at home, they are just nothing we can buy into or believe into, and it's unfortunate here. So let's see what the value is here. We get Broncos minus one, Raiders plus one. That is not enough to sway our opinion one way or the other. I don't even know who's going to win this game. 
Um, but I'll choose the Raiders because they're the home team. They may get it done. Broncos on the road with Drew Locke. I'm not buying that. I'm not betting that, and I'm not betting the Raiders at home. So uh, stay away from betting this game. No good value either way. If the Raiders win, uh, the Raiders get the seventh seed with the Steelers and Bills losing. If the Broncos win, the Bills are still in the playoffs at the seventh seed. So big, big playoff implications here with just the winner alone. We'll say the Raiders win. All right, then we get Washington at Dallas. Um, we love Dallas here, but the offense is giving us big-time concerns. Uh, and we just saw, you know, Washington and Dallas face a couple weeks ago. Dallas was killing them, but then they let Washington come back because the Cowboys offense was lackluster in the second half. Once again, giving us big concerns about this Cowboys team. Why we have put this Cowboys team in playoff contender category and not Super Bowl contender category. So let's see what the spread is and see if we are feeling comfortable swallowing all those points with the Cowboys. We get Washington plus nine, Cowboys minus nine, and I'm not going to swallow more than one possession with this little bit of lackluster Cowboys offense. We need to see it get going before we start betting it again, especially swallowing nine points. No, thank you. We choose the Cowboys to win, and with the Cowboys winning, they get up to the two seed. Wow, Cowboys could be the two seed at today's end. How crazy would that be? And then the last game of the week, the Monday night game, Dolphins at the Saints. Saints going with their four-string quarterback. So please, Vegas, don't disrespect the Dolphins by just making it Dolphins minus three, Dolphins minus four. This should be Dolphins minus ten, folks. So here we go. Dolphins at the Saints, and there it is. Dolphins minus three, great value at plus 105. Y'all are still betting the Saints. That is absolutely disrespectful, disrespectful as heck, folks. Absolutely disrespectful. Dolphins only being minus three. I think it was Dolphins. Um, uh, what, what did this start at? Did this start at Dolphins plus two, and that was disrespectful? Dis I can't even say the word. I, I'm I'm so burnt out of saying disrespectful because we say it so much every single day, every single week. Because Vegas is just naturally disrespectful as hack. So what did this line start at, folks? Um, yeah, it started. At, it started at. Dolphins plus three, and now it's only Dolphins minus two and a half. This has started as disrespect. Y'all have bet it down to still being disrespect, and now it is still disrespectful at minus three because it is at plus 105 telling us that y'all are betting the Saints minus three. So this line is probably going to change maybe to Dolphins minus two and a half, but I'll take the good value of Dolphins minus three at plus 105 here, folks. Absolutely. So, Dolphins win, Monday Night Football, on the road, all that. I'm not trusting the Saints offense with a four-string quarterback. What? 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 So, Dolphins get the win, and with the Dolphins winning, they can't quite yet get into that playoff uh, playoff wild card spot just quite yet. They still need a little bit of help, and they need a win out for the next two weeks, but they are making their case, and uh, they definitely need a win on Monday to keep that case going. Um, so yeah, I'm liking these bets here, folks. We've got four picks official this week. Official four picks. No more official six picks this week. Our official four picks for today. Up to the minute. We are nine minutes away from kickoff, folks. We are betting up to the minute this week because of all the COVID craziness going on. So our official picks endorsements of the week are... Bucks minus 11.5. Texans plus 12.5 because y'all screwed me on a point value. Better hope that doesn't come back to bite me or I'm coming after y'all and y'all are going to owe me the money. 
Uh, we love the Patriots minus one and the Dolphins minus three. Nice little four teamer plus thirteen ninety four. You bet a hundred bucks, you're winning fourteen grand. Holy moly, fantastic! You didn't get a hundred bucks in your stocking. Santa didn't drop a hundred dollar bill down the chimney. Bet your hundred dollars that you got for Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate. Bet it. Win $1,400 with us, folks. It's going to be a great, great after Christmas present to you. Merry Christmas to y'all. A little bit late, a day late, but it's not going to be a dollar short, folks. Bucks minus 11.5, Texans plus 12.5, Patriots minus 1, Dolphins minus 3. Four teamer parlay for your Christmas, uh, for your end of your Christmas. How about that? All righty, eight minutes left. Can we get something? Can we do a little prop bet here? Points by team in the first half, our favorite prop bet to do. Let's do a little uh, little that. What do we like here? Which team can we rely on to score the ball quickly in the first half and maybe plentiful while also getting good value on the line? Uh, so let's see here. Uh, Cowboys, Washington. Cowboys. Okay, this could be it. Uh, this could. But well, this is a. Uh, this is a night game. So let's try to do something in the one o'clock window. Can we do a little something in the one o'clock window? Let's do that. Um, Vikings offense. Not going to rely on that. Eagles offense. This could be good. Eagles offense. What can we rely on? Uh, you know, Jake Fromm throws an interception, fumbles the ball in the first half, sets up easy field position for the Falcons. If it's anything under 13 and a half, we will take it. Let's see what we get. Points by a team in the first half. Our favorite prop bet to do. We cash in at almost 100% hit rate, folks. It's very, very close. So here we go. Eagles, points by a team in the first half, and it's over 13.5 points. Two touchdowns. It's a little, a uh, little, uh, little, uh, because we do know this Eagles team does still, you know, settle for field goals some of the time. Not all the time. Some of the time. I don't want to go most of the time. I'm going some of the time. So over 13.5. It is at our max value. We don't take anything over this number right here. Um, let's quickly see what else we get. We're going to kind of take this one, maybe endorse it. If we find nothing else quickly, we are kind of running out of time. Um, can we double down on the Texans? You think that's smart to double down? Oh, let's go with this Falcons. What can we do with this Falcons? Maybe we get good value here. Maybe it's at like 10 and a half, 10. And I will definitely take that because the Lions are going with the second string quarterback turnover, all that setting up the Falcons, easy field goal or easy scoring field position. Falcons at home. Falcons trying to stay in that relevant in the playoff picture. So here we go. Points by team in the first half is over 13 and a half. So Vegas, they're not giving us the value that we want. Dang it. They are smelling out the value. They know it, folks. They know it. Uh, we know the value as well. That's why we're not getting the good value. Uh, all right. Last game. Can we double down on the Texans? Can we double down on the Texans plus 12 and a half and a points by team in the first half here? So here we go. Uh, this will be the last ones we look at, and if not, we will take the Eagles over 13 and a half. So here we go. Texans, points by team in the first half. Yes, yes, yes. Over seven and a half. Touchdown, field goal. Give it to me. Give it to me. And we're also going to stick with the Eagles as well. So we're going to go with two folks here. I think this is good value. Points by team in the first half. Texans over seven and a half. We're doubling down on the Texans today, and we're also taking the Eagles over 13 and a half. We're relying on that Eagles defense and Jalen Hurts in the running game to get it done. So, officially, we've got four official picks and then two prop bets, so six official picks altogether, so we are still going six picks of the week, folks. Here we go. Official, endorsed, counting against us, betting actual money on these. Here we go. We got Bucks minus 11 and a half, Texans plus 12 and a half, Patriots minus one, Dolphins minus three, Eagles over 13 and a half points in the first half, and Texans over seven and a half points in the first half, folks. Six official picks for today's action.
Alrighty, we are out of here, folks. We are four minutes away from kickoff. We got to get out of here. We got to get set up. We got to get the show distributed, clipped up. So we are out of here. Thanks for tuning in. We are back live tomorrow, noon Eastern. Breaking it all down, folks. We're back tomorrow. No more two days off, folks. I don't think we've done two days off since uh, we've gone every single day like a year ago. So uh, Christmas, holidays, all that gets a little wonky. But we're back, folks. Normal schedule, noon Eastern every single day. So enjoy your great day of football. Hopefully your team gets this much closer to the playoff picture. Enjoy your day, folks. Make a little bit of money. And once again, happy holidays.